0: Hello, Denim Heads, and welcome to your 18th Hangout with the Sons of Selvage. This is a podcast where a group of friends get together to talk about denim, menswear, and related interests. We aim for this to be a fun and inclusive podcast where you feel like you're hanging out with longtime friends. But be warned there's a bit of banter cutting up an explicit language so in this episode it's a discussion topic with a, a special guest so we're going to have on uh, mike and noriko behind the brand wild frontier goods it's a japanese-based brand that uh, makes bags wallets belts clothing all kinds of beautiful stuff uh, made by hand in japan um, also uh, please rate and review us wherever you listen to your podcast. Uh, also, please follow us on Instagram at Sons of Selvage Podcast and message us on any Instagram, uh, on Instagram with any questions you'd like us to discuss in a future episode. And of course, we've got a Discord server, so if you're keen to to get involved and hang out with us, uh, give us a shout. But uh, thanks, everybody, um, for, for uh, listening in today, and let's jump over to the discussion topic with Mike. Thank you. All right, Denim Heads. Let's now jump over to our special guest interview for this episode. Uh, today, we're hanging out with Mike from Wild Frontier Goods, uh, an artisan maker from Japan doing all kinds of amazing stuff from from leather goods to clothing and all kinds of stuff. But yeah, I guess maybe let me pause there. And uh, Mike, maybe you want to give us a quick intro about yourself and your brand.
1: Yeah. Um, well, my name is Mike. I was born in America, and I've been living in Japan for like eight years now. Um, I originally was doing a lot of different styles of art uh, in college, and I decided to come to Japan when I finished school to kind of expand my skill base a little bit, and then I ended up staying and never leaving, so here I am, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I work with leather, and we work with a lot of natural dye products and some fabrics, and Yeah, I try not to limit myself to one thing or another, but yeah, I guess that's about it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and I'm I'm not sure if I mentioned it, but just to double check that, uh, you know, your brand's called Wild Frontier Goods. And maybe if you want to quickly mention where folks can find, you know, I know you've got an online store and your different social media accounts. So maybe um, give us a quick rundown of where uh, our listeners can discover your brand.
1: Yeah, um, you can definitely go to our website wildfrontiergoods.com. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram uh, at WildFrontierGoods. Goods. Uh, we also have a tiny little YouTube channel that we just kinda <laughs> use to geek out on and show some different cool spots around Japan. Um, yeah, you can also uh visit visit us in person if you're ever in Tokyo. So
0: yeah, my, my main my main thought of y'all's YouTube channel was like as a denim head or like a you know boot head, wherever you want to call call our our different passions. It feels like y'all's channel is like the best way to plan a, a trip to Japan to like all the cool spots that uh, someone in this scene would be interested to go to. So I think that's a really cool what what you all do, and also the I thought the cultural kind of tie-ins of like the different festivals and stuff like that, um, and events that you go to is a nice sort of way to sort of see like how do you do a denim head trip, um, uh, <laughs> and, and kind of see more of the, the culture of Japan at the same time?
1: Yeah. I mean, basically it's kind of, uh, like a POV, uh, shopping experience, I guess. Um, I mean, we're not using a lot of like high tech camera equipment or audio equipment or really any equipment <laughs> for that matter, but, um, I'm just going into places that I personally like and um just trying to show products you know and shops and like the in inside of shops and maybe some of the neighborhoods um and just kind of things that I'm interested in just maybe other people would find interesting and it's kind of I'm in a unique spot and yeah so I don't know if I go you know off into a certain neighborhood and want to stop in you know, like a warehouse or gelato or something like that, and she's like, "Well, I might as well just film it and show like a five-minute video on YouTube or something like that." So, it's it's been it's been kind of fun.
2: How are the store owners' reactions to you filming? Are they are they okay?
1: Yeah, for the most part, um, they're all really great. Um, the last video, the gelato brand, he, uh, the store owner, was there and. He was super happy about it. I actually talked about uh, filming in there like months ago and just finally got around to it. Um, you know, I mean, actually, he was super busy that day with like customers coming in and out and, in and out, so he couldn't do a lot of on camera stuff. But he's got his own YouTube channel and he explains some stuff about his like clothing line on this, but it's all in Japanese. So I try to kind of give like an English version of that to give them some exposure um the only places that i want to go that would probably be a problem would be uh the real mccoy's store i don't think they would let me film in there uh even though it's probably the best uh retail location in tokyo and also warehouse might not be too happy about it um but otherwise everyone is you know it's just kind of like yeah go for it and i i thought about going to real mccoy's and just not asking <laughs> just you like, got
3: the accuser
4: on you
1: <laughs> yeah i don't know maybe i'll get somebody that nah, i'm sure yeah i don't know i mean freewheelers has a sign that says no photographs at their shop um but i asked him and the guy was like yeah no it's no problem so I guess some are OK, some not OK, but there's never been a situation where I wanted to do something and I was told I couldn't film or anything.
0: So. I wonder if you wanted to uh, up your, your video quality game, if you could build like one of those harness things that people wear with like their camera mounted out front out of like a <laughs> oh, oh, uh, leader ogawa shell cordovan or something like that,
2: to be strong <laughs> enough? A harness.
0: Yeah. <laughs> gimbal, yeah. whatever they call it.
1: I think uh I just gotta adapt more of a YouTube persona and uh yeah spend some more money. I mean basically the thing about the YouTube videos is like it's like I I mean you guys do it, so it takes time and effort into making these videos and so Usually, if I can just jump on like iMovie really quickly while I'm on the train and just like slap together some like quick little edit, that works. But otherwise, Nordica is pretty good at it, but just finding the time is really you know the ha- the hassle just sitting down and looking at the videos and editing the videos. I mean, I spend twenty four seven just making stuff so that time that i spend on the youtube channel is like if i have any sort of like free time or i want to take my way my mind away from a project i'm working on and just kind of relax for a bit but uh yeah i don't know i mean i feel that like i mean the youtube videos i mean we're getting like a few hundred views maybe on like a video Although the Pure Blue Japan, which I thought the Pure Blue Japan video was the worst one, that's got like 11,000 views or something like that. So for us, that's like huge. Um, but uh, I'm distracted. There's like a yelling dog. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, it's fun, it's a fun little side thing to do and just kind of like you know show people that have the same interests that I have just stuff you know retail spots I mean Japan is the king of retail I mean it's it's unlike any other country really and especially if you're into the kind of stuff that we're into I mean this place is uh graceland or something like that i mean it's it's just you can walk around and it's just like oh here's this store here's this store here's this store and then just like a bunch of other stores that you know just have a bunch of other random cool stuff you know so it's uh the neighborhoods around here are great and i mean ilya has been here so he knows i mean it's just like i mean retail heaven so yeah it's a wonderful place to be
0: well, definitely putting my business hat on i'd like to think that you've got you know a unique selling point with your channel that most people are going to really struggle to match because you're in japan you speak the language you understand the culture yet you're able to introduce us that don't to that to those brands you know the shops the content and so you know um any videos in japan that we just try and like run through google translate to understand what it's about or something like that or in japanese sorry that we try and translate ourselves understand ourselves or, you know, issues of clutch magazine that we look at that we don't understand. You've got, you've got that ability to sort of like introduce the West to everything happening over there. So that's like super cool and definitely keep with it.
1: Yeah. I mean, and and you're looking at something like clutch magazine, you're only going to see like the same, same brands like over and over and over and over and over over again. So, um, I mean, basically, you know, I try to show the stuff that I like. I mean, you know, we had a video the other week or whatever about like Capcom and Nintendo. <laughs> I mean, I love I love like Street Fighter and just old Nintendo video games. and so, you know we we went to the fabric store. There's like the Capcom stores over here. and there's a fabric store, like, three minutes away. So I went into the fabric store, got some fabric and walked over to the Capcom store and bought, I bought some, uh, chopsticks and, uh, they had really cool shirts and all this stuff. I want it all. It's really, really cool. So, um, yeah, it's just kind of like a day in the life, really. Um, some of, some of like, I did uh, the Tokyo Leather Fair video. Um, that video, I think I started filming it around like three o'clock and I hadn't eaten anything that day. And so, like, I'm really hungry. I'm starting to get a little bit grumpy. And then I'm using brain power to speak in a different language. And then I'm also trying to like film something. And so it's just like, uh, can I cuss on this video? Can
0: you yeah, of course.
1: I'm just like fuck it. fucking can. (laughs) (laughs) I want to make this stupid fucking video. So um, yeah, I mean, some of the, you know, it's not like something to make money with or anything. It's just something that I can show people that, you know, because I'm so into this, and you know, when I used to live in America, it was just me and nobody else, and like the only way I could talk to people and like kind of have you know like meaningful like relationships with other people that were also into the same thing I was into was all through the internet so um I guess it's kind of a way to kind of share your love and passion with other people and that's really what it's all about um I can't I mean it, it, you know the main thing I spend my time on is just actually like making stuff so I'm not going to you know take away time from that to go out and film like Ria McCoys or something when they don't even want me to so
0: <laughs> well, on that note there's like definitely a common a common interest here because I think with us in the worn out global hangouts in London yeah, you know, Kevin and I started those years ago with the idea of like, we didn't know anybody else into denim in London, but obviously there were other people who were into the scene and and you know, it kind of turned into the meetup and yeah, you know, it's kind of had this like organic growth on its own. And the podcast was like, let's take the meetup and turn it into a digital form. So it's like just a bunch of friends hanging out. Um, and so, yeah, I definitely appreciate the idea of like bringing a community together around something we love, but uh, talking about stuff we love and talk about making money. Let's jump into <laughs> Wild Frontier Goods. <laughs> Let's talk yeah. about your brand a bit. Um, so I guess the, the first thing I wanted to ask is, uh, there's a unique style to all your goods, whether it's a wallet, a belt, a bag, a shirt. Um, how do you describe that style, and, and how did you develop it?
1: Um, I guess, I mean, obviously, there's a lot of trial and error. Um, and there's a lot of products that never saw the light of day you know i mean there's a lot of scrap drawings there's a lot of wasted leather unfortunately um so yeah i mean a lot of practice um and i've had a lot of help here in japan And I had a little bit of help in America before I came, but I've had um, some teachers in Japan that have really, really, really helped me a lot. But I think, you know, it's really, you know, it's kind of like guitar. I mean, you're not gonna learn until you actually start playing. So it doesn't matter, uh, you know, how many guitar classes you take, you know, I think there's just, you just pick up a guitar and play. And so, uh, I mean, it's really important to me to like, have my own voice. Um, And I, I like products and brands that you can look at and know that, you know, it's a certain maker just by looking at it without having to see like a brand marker. And actually, I don't like, having like a big brand indention on my products. So I like to use like a really really small one if anything at all. And then um you know for example, uh Eddie Van Halen on guitar, you know it's Eddie Van Halen without having to you know see him actually play the guitar. He's got his own signature sound. And so that type of thing is um it's important to me but I don't really know how to describe it um, with any type of uh, phrase. I mean, basically what I think Wild Frontier Goods is and what it means to me and then what other people think it is and what it means to them is kind of equally as valid. So... If, uh, you know, somebody looks at my brand and and conjures an image in their mind of, you know, what kind of style it is, and then I come out and, like, contradict that statement, you know, it might kind of be a little deflating for other people. So, I don't know. I, I just make what I like. And everything, I guess, is a reflection of you know, my history, my daily life, and my current mood and tastes. Um,
0: One thing that yeah. comes to mind is, um, like, I, and I think your logo is probably the, the best place to exemplify this, and that there's kind of a, a notion of, like, a flourish or, like, an embellishment to to your style, and I think you see it in the leather goods, you see it in the bags, like, nothing's simple, everything's a bit complex, you know, it's a bit rich, it's not plain. But it's also um, kind of re- re- restrained at the same time, right? It's not it's like it's not like you've got different colors and different stuff. It's like just a simple kind of brushstroke for your your logo. Um, and I think that that seems to me like that kind of exemplifies a bit your your style, whether that's intentional or not. Um, so I wanted to ask, like you know wh- how how did your logo come about? Oh,
1: that is the uh, wonderful, beautiful extremely talented, uh, Nathan Spore, uh, the artist. He does a lot of work, um, in the, uh, in the denim community with Okayama Denim, that online retail store. And, uh, I mean, what an amazing talent. And he's drawn up, uh, some things for me before. And, uh, he's just a wonderful artist, a wonderful guy. He lives in, uh, California, I believe. And just an amazing person. And, uh, he was very, very kind enough to, uh, design that logo for me. Uh, can't remember how long ago it was, but yeah, it's simple. It kind of, uh, it just is what it is, I guess. Um, you know, it doesn't really for me kind of define anything i mean there's it's just a couple of letters and then that's it but yeah I, I like it i think originally what i had talked with him about was kind of you know that that game uh, fallout for like playstation whatever and we're trying to use like the vault boy and vault tech style kind of like retro style of uh you know letterhead or something like that and and to do something but i don't know i have all these ideas and you know i think it's really great and then i'll go to bed and wake up the next morning and like holy shit don't do that (laughs)
0: just make it
1: make (laughs) it simple even
0: uh, it's interesting though, because you—I you, mean, yes, obviously it's—it's it's probably good that you don't have like a Pit Boy, you know, kind of logo. But uh, at the same time, um, looking at your stuff, it definitely almost has this kind of like '50s retro vibe to it. Like if you think of like you know cars from the '50s, like the Chevy Bel Airs and stuff, those kind of curvatures and the arcs and stuff that you see in in design, but also with like straight edges, it definitely feels like it's got a bit of that kind of mid-century modern kind of vibe to it which i think is pretty cool yeah
1: round a lot of you know i don't like sharp angles um you know i like just like you know a flow just like a river going through mountains um you know i like you know for artwork in general i just like a lot of like visual brush strokes and uh, that calligraphy style um of artwork that they do here in japan And, uh, yeah, I mean, just very flowy, I guess, water, you know, that could be uh, something. But, yeah, uh, for me, like, I mean, there's not, like, a specific, like, time period that I'm dead set on, like, focusing my interests on, like, saying, like, you know, like the flathead or something would be like, you know, 50s, like, uh, hot rod style. Um, You know, I kind of like some of that stuff, but, you know, I like um, surfing a lot. I'm a big fan of surfing in the beach. So just kind of like a relaxed, laid back, you know, beach house, listening to some jazz music, and then leaving that house and getting into like, you know, an old hot rod and turning on some like de la soul or something like that. So, you know, you just kind of like a little bit of a bunch of different inspirations all just kind of mixed in the one pot and uh, and just kind of pour it out and just see what happens. And
0: yeah. So I guess going from inspiration, like what what can you tell us about your creative process? Like how do you go about designing a new, a new item? Like I know you've recently gotten into the sort of t-shirt, dying world and you've got bags you've got wallets you know what's your what's your creative process in general
1: um i think it's just based on necessity perhaps you know i need a shirt and so i make a shirt (laughs) i mean i want you know like a hawaiian shirt And so we make a Hawaiian shirt. And so basically, uh, if I don't use it or I don't like it or I don't want it, then I won't make it. Um, Yeah, I mean, as far as the leather products, you know, I really, really, really try to spend a lot of time you know, making sure like I'm making something that's as best as it can possibly be, you know, and i'm I'm only limited by my own skill, but I really spend a lot of time trying to improve my skills um, and trying to explore how to make uh, new things using new tools. Um and I'm, I mean, I'm definitely. You know, just kind of making things on whatever, you know, mood I'm in, whatever season it is. Um, You know, if I'm happy, if I'm sad, uh, you know, if I'm feeling kind of adventurous, you know, it's, you know, some days I want to listen to a certain type of music. And then some days, you know, I want to listen to, you know, something totally different, more aggressive. And then I think that'll reflect in the things that, I make uh, I mean, it's kind of maybe cliche to say, but you know i don't I don't really think of myself as like a leather worker or like a crafter at all. I just you know i'm I'm an artist, and I use leather to express myself. Um, and the shirts and stuff, I mean, I've always been a huge fan of uh, shirts, <laughs> so, um yeah just kind of t-shirts and jeans is basically like kind of my daily kind of go-to thing um and then I'm a huge fan of natural plant dyes um they call it kusaki zome here in Japan and I love it um and so I've been wanting to do a lot of like natural dyed products for for years and years and We've been doing a lot of kakishibu for a while and then uh indigo and then recently we've been just kind of going crazy and just doing whatever. Uh pomegranate dyed stuff, like Murasaki dyed stuff and Akane dyed stuff, and then trying to mix dyes together. And what happens if you, you know, I want to make a purple. So can we dye this red and then and then indigo dye it? And how's that gonna look? You know, how's it gonna turn out? And so uh, that's been really fun. It's it's really cool. It's really rewarding. Um, we buy a lot of fabric from this really, really, really nice uh, factory, which hand dyes all of their yarn and then, you know, uses shuttle looms to weave everything together and just makes this, like, crazy awesome fabric. Um, and all of their stuff is natural dye too. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know, did I answer a question or did I go off on a tangent or
0: anything? No, (laughs) I don't think there is a specific answer. It's more just kind of seeing how your brain works and how, and how you think about creativity. So I think that's, that's kind of cool to see how your pieces are more like this notion of like an expression or an artwork rather than just kind of like, I got this design, I'm going to make a hundred of these, or, you know, I'm going to make this one thing in like 10 colors, Um, Which I think, Uh, you know, when you go to your website or your Instagram, each piece is unique, and I I can see why now.
1: Yeah, I, uh, I, I'm not, that, that goes back to, like, I mean, I don't know, like, whatever somebody wants to say, you know, like, Wildfonteer goes, you know, Mike's a leather crafter. Okay, whatever, sure. But I don't be, you know, I don't want to have, like, all right, on my website, there's, you know, wallet style A style B, style C, style D, and then you can have black or natural or brown. And then somebody places an order for style A, natural. And then it's just like, God, how many times do I have to make the same wallet? You know, over and over. And then by that point, you know, it's just like an assembly line where it's just like cutting this piece, cutting this leather, and just throwing it out. I mean, and that's fine. And I know there's a uh, a lot of people that do that. Um, A lot of people that do that here in Japan where you can go on their website and it's like, I like this wallet, you know, and they've probably made that same wallet over and over and over again. Um, But I like to just kind of, you know, be able to sit down and just be like, okay, like, I'm in, you know, it's a rainy day today and I'm in a rainy day mood. So let me use this leather and, you know, this tool. And, you know, I want to make this type of wallet and I'm going to put on this type of music and I'm just going to get into it as opposed to just kind of waking up and, you know, being like, all right, I got to make six natural bifold wallets, you know, well, I don't you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> If somebody, if somebody places an order today for six natural vibe water, <laughs> I'll be very happy and thankful, but <laughs> yeah, it's just for me, like how many times, I mean, I guess, you know, like you got to do what you got to do, but, um, I don't want to just, you know, keep repeating myself. Uh, so I kind of, you know have i like having kind of like just okay i have this i have this i have this you know it's just a different different vibe you know sometimes you know shops will ask like "Do you guys have like a line sheet or something i can look at and and see your products and just like nah (laughs) (laughs) like we uh you know if you want to do like a collaboration where you want to have like a shop exclusive item or something that's cool, but you know I don't have like a set design with a set leather or something like that. So, um, yeah. But going back to the fabrics, I mean, we, oh my goodness, we went to some uh, natural dye like houses over this past year. And like I've seen a lot of like naturally dyed products, you know, since moving to Japan. Um and you know, every time I look at it, you're just like, oh wow, this stuff's awesome. This stuff's awesome. But we went to this one place in particular and we're looking at like the clothes that they made. And it was all indigo dyed, natural indigo dyed and just like all of these different fabrics and just it was just like life-changing experience where, you know, I would see this stuff, and this is just like typical Japanese style of clothing, right? Like very traditional, you know, like Japanese style jackets and like shorts and uh, just like some button-up shirts and stuff like that. Um, So nothing, you know, nothing like rugged workwear or anything like that. But just looking at this Fabric and just the absolute beautiful indigo colors that they were creating. It was just like, oh my God, everything I own is shit. Everything I've seen is shit. Like everything, it was like just, it was like a magical experience. So from that point on, I was just like, you know what? Like, I can't do anything unless it's like natural indigo. You know, it was just kind of like, oh, this is how good it can be then you know this is the only thing i want to i want to do so that was extremely extremely um inspirational for us and uh just trying to constantly you know just find new fabrics and just natural dye and i think uh yeah i don't know we've been having a lot of fun recently But, yeah, so, I mean, just, yeah, going around in Japan, I mean, you know, there's seeing, like, the typical stuff from, like, the typical brands, and it's all, like, fantastic. But, you know, after you've seen that so many times, and then you see, like, other, like, traditional Japanese attire with just, like, these beautiful, like, hand-dyed fabrics just like oh my god this stuff this is like the real deal so um so yeah from the fabrics side of things we've we've decided it's only gonna be you know natural plant dyed fabrics Uh, working with a lot of just like kind of hemp hemp blended fabrics hemp cotton or linen and just uh yeah kind of having fun with it um
2: do you see yourselves doing more of the clothing uh yeah
1: for sure you know anytime i need something new we just kind of make it we've been um we're doing the shirts the old but gold uh shirts um and then uh we Nordico, she's very, very, very good at making certain things. Um, and there's certain things that she doesn't make. So the things that she doesn't make, if we want to try to make it, it's just kind of finding a collaborator. Collaborator? collaborator. Um, and, uh, for example, like Blue Root and the Jeans. Um, and then... Yeah, I think uh, old by gold and doing just more like kagashiba dyed like sweatshirts for the fall and stuff like that.
2: Yeah,
1: you know, I think uh, whatever strikes my fancy at the time. You know, if I want to, you know, try to make a certain type of jacket for the winter, you know, just try to find somebody to kind of work with me on it and do something
2: cool um yeah i don't know can you tell us a little bit more about the old but gold collaboration
1: um yeah right now it's uh just the t-shirts um old but gold the owner uh, i guess i can talk about him. his name i don't you know some people are private but uh i won't say his name i don't know if no, I don't know. Anyway, do he's a very nice guy. Very, very friendly, and his English is fluent. Um, he lived in the UK for uh a time. Um, he's young too. Uh and um just super super friendly guy, and you know, I wanted to have some naturally dyed shirts for myself to wear so we were going around and you know just buying shirts from just like different brands and uh for me personally i've been wearing like that natural indigo dyed old but gold shirt for a few years and it's just held up very well it's like a perfect weight for like the tokyo summer it's not too, too light but it's not like you know free like heavy ounce or like iron heart heavy ounce cotton um and it just the shirts fit me very well so uh somebody sent me a message asking if they could purchase like a khaki shibu dyed shirt and i was like yeah let me just contact this guy and ask if we can do a collaboration and he said yes so uh The rest is history, (laughs) I guess. Um, So yeah, the Kakishibu for sure, um, and the Akane dyed shirts for sure. Um, No indigo because he has uh, Watanabe's uh, indigo collaboration. Um, And then, I don't know. I mean, we can dye kind of those shirts really any color. Uh, Pomegranate yellow. We can do black with uh sumi or kakishibu black um oh yeah the Murasaki, the purple yeah i tried to do some purple fabric recently it was kind of a it came out pretty nice i guess we tried to do (laughs) we tried to do blueberry blueberry dye and blueberry uh for one thing is very expensive in japan uh, to buy fruit and berries in general, very expensive. So I spent a lot of money to dye some fabric. And uh, yeah, it was okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, I wonder, um, wonder if you should connect with uh, Story MFG, um, Katie and Bobbin. I know for a while they had a, a, a place in London, and, and ironically it was called Handjob Dye House. Um, <laughs> and they were just basically like experimenting with like different food dyes uh, and like you know, having like dye workshops where they're like, Hey, let's see what happens if we die with avocado, uh, pits or whatever. So, um, yeah. yeah, it might have some good, uh, some good knowledge share there.
1: Oh yeah, no, I would definitely, yeah, definitely love to talk to them. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, there's a, uh, store here in Tokyo that we can go to and they, they offer classes on natural dye. Um, And they also have books that they've, like, self-published that just kind of give step-by-step instructions on how to, like, dye this, you know, type of material with this type of, like, plant or something. Um, And that store has been fantastic for us. Um, And then, you know, they sell mainly, I mean, it's, like, kind of like the tried and true, like, traditional Japanese style of, like, uh, plant dyes so like all the kakishibu stuff and like uh, the uh, indigo of course um, pomegranate turmeric of course pomegranate turmeric like same color basically um but yeah there's like uh there's a lot of like really interesting things that I've been wanting to to use to dye with but it all kind of ends up looking like a light khaki shibu color. So since we already do khaki shibu dye, then it's kind of like, well, there's like a Japanese cypress uh, tree bark or something you can use to dye, but it ends up just looking beige. I mean, you know, there's a lot of stuff that will look beige, and so um, it might have a cool, like, sounding name, like you know, green tea dye or something like that, but it'll just end up kind of looking similar to like a light khaki shibu. So I kind of like, um, you know, bright, vivid colors myself. I'm a huge fan of like, um, I guess you could say like retro, like vintage style, like skateboard, uh, skateboard style, like Vans. Um, uh, pal peralta and all that kind of like old school like tony hawk mike, mike mcgill stuff um and so you know old vintage like surf style where it's just like neon pinks and yellows and like old cool like i remember there i really wanted this old like when i was young like the billabong jackets were super popular it was like the corduroy where like the sleeves were like like a lime green and the body was, like, a pink or something, and it had just, like, the Billabong logo on the back. That was awesome. And so, you know, now I'm getting older, and I'm just kind of, like, remembering that type of stuff that I liked as a kid. So, you know, just trying to see if, like, you know, I can make a jacket that has, like, a similar color scheme, but with, like, you know, better fabrics and natural dyes. So... Maybe
4: (laughs) right (laughs) up david's alley (laughs) it's gonna
0: say you were getting david pretty aroused at that point
4: yeah no (laughs) when you started saying neon (laughs) yeah it's like it's like skate culture
0: you know like yeah all that kind of like 90s uh skate stuff you know it's it's so good like i mean it's it's like off topic a bit but i've got like this like tanner (laughs) wallet that's like sharp and fluorescent yellow and some like wall, Clark's wallabies that are neon green. And so uh, I'd love to see uh, what you do in that space. And I, and I saw recently you had a belt. There was like a, like an avocado, I think, uh, shin, or like a wasabi shinki cordovan or something like that. That I was like, that color is awesome. Yeah, that
1: was, uh, I painted that. Um, yeah, I used uh, a lot of watercolors when I was in college for like painting stuff. And uh, I try to somehow mimic that styling a little bit in some of like the hand painted stuff um, coincidentally, like the kakishibu just kind of naturally works out in that style, so kakishibu is you know if you do it correctly, it's gonna naturally look like a wood you know when you paint it on, on like some... grain. yeah, yeah. And so, uh, you know, just whenever I paint something with just, like, a basic leather dye, you know, just how can I kind of mimic some of that brushstroke watercolor style? Um, but, dude, I mean, I've got some really cool neon color threads I think are cool. <laughs> Nobody likes this shit, dude.
0: I'm down. And, uh, david does <laughs> David's <one> else, <laughs> seriously like you got, you got a new customer <laughs>
1: there was this uh like came out like a couple years ago um there's this uh bridal leather that's different from the stuff i'm using now but oh uh, god i can't remember somewhere in Meiji makes it but they they had like basic colors like they had like green natural brown black you know like standard and then I, I go into the shop one day and he's like oh we have new color of this bridal leather and i was like oh what do you what do you got and he's like it's kind of like uh like an apple green i was like oh sweet all right and so he pulls it out and it's just like so ugly that it's perfect, you know it's yes. just like imagine anybody wanting that besides me and so of course i bought some and I I've never never used it. Nobody ever wants it. Like it's, I'll never sell it. Uh, you know, and like I, for like the stuff that I make for myself, like I try to make something that's gonna show a little bit of patina advertising, so people can see, you know, okay, well this is a natural leather, and this is what it's gonna look like you know after you use it. Um, but yeah, Tochigi makes pink leather. I love um at the Tokyo leather fair i got to look at there's like cuz right now there's only shinki cordovan shinki is a tannery that makes the cordovan um shinki makes leterogawa is a cordovan people often hear um but that's all shinki it's all shinki but now there's another cordovan um being produced um separate from Shinki in japan and i was looking at it and uh they have pink um and i think they have like another like kind of like a lime green color or something they had white quarters (laughs) too. looking at the pink i was like i'm i'm into this i like it it's great uh and the guy was like oh you like it really really i was like yeah it's perfect i love it but yeah i mean i love you know um Ilya and I, we talk often about, like, music. I love hip-hop music. And, you know, that old kind of, like, bohemian style um, that was present in hip-hop in, like, the late 80s, early 90s, that kind of style inspires me a lot. And they use a lot of, you know, different bright colors. Um, And then combine that with, you know... Like I said, like the surfing and the skating and stuff. Um, I'm definitely heavily influenced by that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah. Do you have a top three uh, all-time favorite hip-hop records?
1: Oh, my goodness gracious. (laughs) Yeah. I think... um, Stop it. I think... uh, I mean, I don't know. Just probably... Uh, Balloon Mind State is somewhere up there by De La Soul. Um, And then Beats, Rhymes, and Life by Tribe Called Quest. Um, And then Illmatic, Nas. Yeah.
2: Solid choices.
1: Solid choices, yeah. But, I mean, you know, Beats, Rhymes, and Life... It's an album. It came out in 1996. I mean, I'm 40 years old, so I was, you know, young in high school when that album came out, and it's got, you know, a little bit of like, kind of a darker, like 96. You know, that was a lot of like East Coast, West Coast hip hop.
2: You know, big transition, drop. big transition time in hip hop as well.
1: It was a big, big transition. So that's, that's, that's a year that's got a lot of interesting sounds and, you know, a bit of darker tones and what was kind of more, uh, with people more associated with, uh, you know, kind of a lighter, brighter sound. So I don't know, for me, just for me personally, um, yeah, they just kind of, uh, are very nostalgic to listen to. Also, God, Del the Funky Homo Sapien, huge fan. Huge fan of his vibe, huge fan of his style. Um, like Deltron album, Deltron 3030, changed my life. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, you know, that's just uh, the stuff, some of the music that I love. I mean, I love heavy metal music too. I mean, we'll go from listening to, you know, I'll wake up and put on some, like, you know, John Coltrane or something, Chet Atkins. Um, I'll listen to NXS. I was just listening to uh, Tears for Fears. I love them. Um, And, like, you know, all right, it's lunchtime. It's time to put on, like, some uh, Slipknot. (laughs) I'll listen to Slipknot for, like, a week. And then it's just kinda like, ah, you know what, let me let me go back to like tropical class and I'll listen to some hip hop or something. So, you know, it's my musical taste is you know, it's just whatever's good is good. I like it. And so that's kind of Wild Frontier Goods is, you know, whatever I like, I like. Um and you know, if you're something I make kind of enjoyable for other people, then that's um
0: that's really, really nice, but, yeah, I don't know. Total I mean, aside, but um, I'm th- I know Ilya and I talk a lot about indie hip-hop, kind of like, you know, sort of intellectual hip-hop stuff from back in the day. Um, and, uh, uh, yeah, um, I was just randomly looking at my phone, and my, my all-time favorite hip-hop record is uh, Dr. Octagon's Octagon Ecologist, and I saw that came out in 96 as well. Yeah. So that's kind of interesting, but uh.
1: Yeah. Dude, yeah. That, that's all Dan the Automator. Yeah. And he, oh um,
4: yeah. Dude,
1: that guy is great. Dan the Automator. Fun fact. Um, do you guys remember he was? I guess he was on the uh, Self Edge website. Well, like, really? Click on the This this was years ago. I don't know if he still is, but when this is like when it was like Self Edge and Blue and Green, that was it in America. Mm-hmm. I remember you can click on the Self-Edge website and Dan the Automator was one of the, the models for, uh, you know, I don't know, just kind of like the home screen, just like sitting down wearing like a jacket or something, Dan the Automator. I was like, oh, that's so cool. That's awesome. But um yeah, dude, uh, Dr. Octagon uh and Cool Keith, we listened to that. Uh, I had that CD. And we took, a, in my high school in America, we had, like, driver's ed class. And it was just you and your buddies. You get into a car and just drive around, like, the high school parking lot. And we would just listen to, uh, like, whatever's on the radio, but also that album. We were listening to, like, Dr. Octagon.
0: So, Where'd you grow uh, up?
1: In Florida. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, it's a shithole,
0: but... <laughs> <laughs> I grew up nah. in Texas and it's it's turned into one some in some ways. <laughs>
1: yeah, dude, I'll never I'll never go I mean Florida, the beaches are lovely. It's wonderful, but I'm never going back. Yeah. But um oh my goodness, yeah, I mean just I mean old Kanye is great. Um I love I just I don't know. Most deaf um Talib quality, <laughs> all that kind of stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> and these guys are I mean it's just there is a period of my life where I was just exclusively listening to, to stuff like that. And um yeah. I don't know. I guess rap and hip hop it can be my favorite music and it it can also maybe even be my least favorite music um so there's a pretty wide variety of styles i was listening actually um to kendrick lamar yesterday mm. and like i was i was like because he recently came out a new album and i was like right, what, you know what is kendrick lamar's like best album and i'm like google it searching like that kendrick lamar best album click and uh, To Pimp a Butterfly came up as, like, kind of, like, most commonly. And I listened to it before, but I was revisiting that album yesterday, and I'm just like, yeah, I don't know. It's all right. I mean, it's just maybe I'm just too old
2: and he's too young. My, my personal take is that any Kendrick album needs, like, four or five, maybe ten listens to really get into. And yeah. whether whether you're that kind of listener or not, you know, can be a deciding factor, um, um, but I, I, I also think *The Butterfly* is his best album. I think musically as well. I think the the musicians that he managed to, you know, get in in the studio, uh, like Thundercat, like Marcy Washington. I think mm. that for me makes it the the, the best album overall, and um, and also the the themes that he talks about on there. I think everything works perfectly um um on that album yeah for me i listened to that album for about i don't know six seven months uh, straight um obviously with other things but um um and for the new album yeah it's a mix i think again it takes a while to to get into it. i think it's better than the previous one but mm. For me, he's always got something interesting to say, and he's always got something, uh, an interesting way of putting it together. It's not just, here you go, it's this package, you take it and that's it. And then you can, There's a. I think there's a lot of hidden meanings. There's like multiple layers there as well that you can take in and revisit and think, okay, this this connects this way with that. So yeah, for me, it's, he's one of the artists in hip hop now that still makes, hip hop which is interesting to me whereas a lot of it I I don't really relate to anymore yeah. um or oh, so yeah um whereas like yourself there's one point that was hip hop was the only thing I was listening to exclusively um and then you know I expanded my you know musical base um yeah. to a lot of different places um so now hip hop is just one of the places I go to um but yeah, so for me, Kendrick is still one of the kind of the people worth listening to from a hip hop point of view. Even if I don't always agree with what he says or how he does it, or you know, but it's still a, an interesting um, take on take on it.
0: One thing that um, just came to mind. I know, I know, Mike, you were you're making some posts uh, on your brand page recently about like starting to do some reels because you're saying like, ah, oh, the algorithms and you know mm. my my content. I got to start doing reels now and whatever, and I know you're sort of uh, kind of making a, making a joke about it to, to a degree, but one thing that just came to mind, and uh, maybe, maybe you should do something where you're like showing the musical inspirations for a piece you're working on, mm-hmm. and, and, and even like for your posts and stuff, just kind of like, this is this wallet I did, I was jamming out a lot to, to this band at this time, or, yeah, know, this is the bag I'm working on, and here's the kind of musical tie-in. I think that could be a really cool mm-hmm. thing that people would would resonate with, cause, Agreed. You know, um, yeah, yeah, I think that'd be super cool.
1: Yeah, yeah, that would be awesome. That's a really fantastic idea. Um, yeah, I'll definitely, I'll definitely uh, do that. Um, yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, sometimes, yeah, you know, I'm in here listening to Janet Jackson. Janet- <laughs> You know, like a cordovan tote bag. Nothing wrong with that. There you go. Yeah. Hey,
0: if it's the if it's the inspiration, it's the inspiration.
2: So, yeah. it secretly, turns out the uh, everything you've done is uh, inspired by the Encanto soundtrack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about the the Blue Root collaboration that you've been part of?
1: Yeah, man. um Oh my goodness. Yeah, Blue Root. um uh the guy who does Blue Root um is amazing. He's a, a very skilled uh, artist, um, wonderful guy. Um he <clears throat> very, very, very much enjoys like surfing. So we have that surfing lifestyle in common. Uh he, he's you know, like most Japanese people who are into like the denim scene he's inspired by like you know the 1960s and 1950s levi's cuts wrangler cuts and stuff like that um but Sai, he worked for um edwin yeah he worked for edwin for like 25 25 years or something basically like his only job from after high school starts working for edwin uh, he was eventually the head pattern maker for Edwin. And then he left and he started doing his own thing. Um, but he he makes products and he makes the patterns for the products. So I think that's a very um, useful thing is to be a pattern maker, which I find to be uh more difficult than actually sewing together a garment, but um yeah uh we he's uh friends with um the gentleman who runs denim bridge, and he actually he makes all the not all of the patterns but he makes some of the patterns for denim bridge uh and so we connected through that relationship and um, yeah. He, you know, just talked about doing, like, a a gene collaboration that we could sell to, like, the Western uh, people. And, um, yeah, he's got some really interesting denim that has uh, a splash of natural indigo thrown into the mix. So it's 30% natural indigo. Um, and we like that denim because it is it closely resembles this uh vintage pair from the sixties that the silhouette is based off of. So it's kind of like a, a lighter, more kind of washed out well eventually will become lighter washed out, like kind of uh something you would see maybe like Brad Pitt's character wear in uh that Tarantino movie that recently, Hollywood something or other.
2: Once upon a time.
1: <laughs> Yeah, fantastic yep. movie. But uh you know, just kind of like somebody, you know, lives, you know, you know, California, LA, you know, just kind of uh surfboards in the truck, you know, vans, shoes, and just kind of like 1966, you know, Levi's big E design. Um it's just kind of what I was envisioning when we were doing those jeans. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's, you know, my input is bare minimum. Uh, I just wanted it to be as simple as possible. You know, I didn't want to have, you know, flashy pocket bags or like a flashy leather patch or really flashy anything i want it to be simple and just you know it is what it is um and so yeah you know i just i want you know kinati pocket bags like the uh, natural cotton pocket bags and that's it <laughs> and like <laughs> and just you know make the jeans and then that's what they are so they're you know they're nice uh stuff he makes it all himself on his machines in his factory
0: um just for the uh listeners i'm doing a bit of research in the background so make sure i can like find these pages so folks can follow them so it looks like the first one's blue root underscore jeans let me know if that's right and the other one's just denim bridge one word
1: yeah, denim bridge, denim bridge, and then um, Shingo San, the guy who runs denim bridge. I think he's maybe more active on denim baka. Uh, Thanks, that. Big, but I mean, you can basically follow. Uh, I don't. Blue roots handle. I don't even know what that is off the top of my head. Um, but I know uh, the guy who does denim bridge. He's got like kind of like denim bridge where it's just like his brand and then denim baka which is just kind of his he's sharing his love of all things denim on on that account but uh denim denim bridge that guy i mean there there is nobody on this planet with like the love of denim that matches this guy's love of denim i mean he's the real deal um, so, very friendly, very nice, uh, I know, I can't say, you know, anything bad about the guy, but his, his genes are fantastic, uh, he's just, you know, somebody that I kind of admire and look up to and love, uh, supporting, so, um. Yeah, him and just, you know, Blue Sai from Blue Root. I mean, these guys are just so very nice, so very friendly. Um, Warm and welcoming and just kind of a, a great representation of, you know, what type of products are available in Japan and the level of, like, expertise and, you know, skill and just, like, decades of knowledge going into each you know product that they make um we've been uh wanting to go to Denim Bridge uh to his see his little workshop for a while it's super far from where we are so we haven't had the time to go visit him and do a YouTube video but that's that's a future YouTube video
0: yeah sounds cool it's it's great to kind of understand this community that you're connected to you, that you know, only, only is feasible if you live in Japan and, and you know, speak the language and, and sort of know the local folks. I think that's really cool. Um, I think we try and do the same with, like, kind of the U.K. community and discovering, you know, small makers and craftspersons here. So I uh, appreciate that you're willing to, to share this knowledge with us.
1: Yeah, man. No, it's, um, you know, it's it's what I, it's what I am. You know, I mean, you know, my job is my job, but, you know, this is all I do. I mean, it's, I mean I'll mean, i exercise, but while I'm exercising, I'm, you know, looking at <clears throat> different plants, jogging, and just like, oh, that's a beautiful color on that flower. Like, you know, how can we match that color? And, you know, and then just kind of, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of, like um well dressed people around Japan and and so yeah I just I'm always thinking about something related to what it is that we, we like. Um you know I'll think about boots, you uh, know you know I'll think about, you know, sneakers for a long time and I'll think about like, you know, I need to have this shirt. I need to have this shirt and know get that shirt and then that's like the only shirt i'll wear for like months you know i'll have like a uniform where it's like i'm wearing the same thing every day all day Uh, but uh yeah so you know i i you know i i'm a little bit selfish in that like you know kind of reaching out to people and and doing a YouTube video and all this Instagram stuff is going to benefit me because this is how I make money. But also like, you know, I'm really into this type of stuff. So, you know, I, when people, you know, want to talk about it, I love talk about talking about it, you know, and uh, I'm very, I'm very into it. So, you know, I can talk for hours and hours and hours and you know, discuss things that I think are good or things that I think, you know, are not good. or Yeah. So it's just it's my pleasure really to just kind of go off on
2: tangents. Whoever wants to listen. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's
2: interesting. I was go just going to say, I think your passion really comes across, you know, in, in what you do, uh, both in the YouTube form and in, in, you know, in the products that you guys are, are, are making. Um, I think that's a really unique angle um, that no one else is doing. I mean, there's there's so many, you know, people making leather crafts and sometimes it's hard to you know, discern what is good uh, versus what is average or w- which is bad. Um, I think one of the questions I kind of wanted to ask you, so maybe that you could explain to, you know, our listeners and, you know, to ourselves, what, what do you think makes, like, uh, an average leather product like a belt but to a you know a really really good standout piece what what are the things that go into it like we know some you know a lot of people know what goes into making a good jean but i think a lot of people might not necessarily know what goes into making a good belt for example Uh, and they might think the same two things are like of equal measure especially when the prices are you know quite similar you'll you'll see 120 quid belt you know that this person makes and this person makes but what kind of what's a good key things to to check for
4: Mm.
1: yeah well i mean first things first is like you know you know if, if one person thinks that something is good then it's good you know like whatever they like they like it's kind of like you know, I'm not going to sit here and say, like, you know, fucking Nirvana sucks. I hate them, you know, and you like oh, them, cool you actor. know, <laughs> I love them. But um, I mean, you know, when it comes to, you know, my opinion for a quality uh, leather product is first and foremost, like, well, what is the leather that's being used, right? Um. And then for belts, you know, for me personally, you know, just what I prefer, I'm not going to say that this is, like, in any way better than one thing or another, but just the things that I prefer, um, I I only do hand stitching for all my leather stuff. Uh, I don't use uh, rivets or, like, Chicago screws for belts um and you know i i can see their use but uh for me there's more of an artistic expression in hand stitching something um and my thinking is it takes more skill and time to hand stitch a belt and i will argue that it's a stronger hold you know you know i mean if you have like a couple of rivets the tension is only held in a couple spots whereas stitching holds the tension you know all throughout and gives a more even distribution uh you know and i've had belts in the past where the stitching has um you know comes undone But usually, a lot of times, if you have like a leather product and the stitching is coming undone, it's it's cotton thread and it's machine stitched. Um, So cotton thread tends to kind of unravel over time. You know, it's just it's just something that happens. Um, But, uh, yeah, I I think, you know, a belt. You know, it serves a, a function and it serves a purpose right but it could also be so much more than that you know and i i I don't want to do you know i don't want to make something because you know sometimes somebody will ask my opinion on like making something and i'll say well we could do this or i could do this i could do this i could do this this, i could do this but then i'm getting so far away from what the purpose of this product is and so you know just a nice good quality piece of leather that for me has like a nice buckle and that's cleanly attached to the belt and then the edges of the belt are just nice and smooth and then that's to me a good belt um and then you're gonna mess up on having uh just you know leather that's sub quality in my opinion I can you know for me i've I've got a lot of experience dealing with different leathers and you know i can oh gosh i can I can look at a picture of somebody wearing a belt and I'm just like, oh, you know that leather sucks <laughs> you know so you know but like yeah like uh. It, it, for me yeah the leather is is where it starts you know and then what happens with that leather is you know um up to each individual person i think um so i think the only thing that would be good is just you know having you know something that holds your pants up that you know works <laughs> <laughs> That's a good belt, I mean, really. But what makes it artistic is, you know, up to, uh, you know, each person, I think.
0: Yeah. One um, follow-up question. So there's obviously kind of this, like, tension between, you know, needing to be commercial and, and, you know, pay the bills and and make a business, but also this kind of notion, this desire to sort of, like, have – creative expression and like an art form behind the, the goods you make. What's, what's the best way for potential customers to engage with you and your brand? Is it to like, just keep an eye on your feed and your your website and kind of see what cool stuff you come up with and just jump on something interesting when you make it, or is it around reaching out to you to have something special made and kind of, you know having a few ideas of what they want? Like what what's, what's, what's your desired way for customers to kind of interface with your brand?
1: Mm, yeah, I mean, just, you know, whatever is uh, easiest for them. If they want to email, they can email. Um, or they can just send a direct message through, like, Instagram or something. Um, yeah, I you know, sometimes, depending on life, um, sometimes I'll have something available on the website but, uh, you know, sometimes I'll get a message asking like, you know, are you going to have more of this wallet or this style of wallet on the website? And it's just like, well, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, you can just ask me to make you something and that would be, you know, the best way to do it. Um, yeah. I mean, because, you know, Wild Frontier Goods, I mean, there's so much that goes into it. You know, there's like sitting at my table and, you know, using a knife and using like a hammer and using something to punch holes in the leather, right? But then, you know, there's, you know, waking up, checking emails, answering the emails, making something. I'm a horrible photographer, so trying to take a picture of it upload the pictures onto like Instagram, up to the website, you know, all this just kind of like behind the scenes stuff that takes so much time. And so, you know, I, I, I think that, um, the best way is if you're interested in something, then just message me and ask me, you know, is it possible for me to make? And then, uh, how long is it going to take? For me to actually make it, um, and then yeah i I like I said, I think at the beginning of this podcast, like i I make things that I like, so sometimes you know very rarely you know there'll be a request where it's just I'm not into it, you know, and i, I if I'm not into it, then I'm not gonna be able to make it, I think at the level that it deserves to be made um so you know some things i just can't i can't accommodate but um yeah so you know i you know it's definitely gets busy around here you know trying to uh search for good music and (laughs) 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 stranger Things season four so you know it's just just send me a direct message and I'll answer as uh, quickly as possible. Yeah. And uh, that's the best way, I think, to contact, to contact us. And um, Yeah. I mean, also too, I, I really, I think um, if you don't mind, you can also, we can set up like time to video chat. Because sometimes when you're talking about certain details, it's just so much, you know, I can take, you know, like a text, you know, message that's like really, really long and just condense it into like, you know, 30 seconds of, you know, speaking and showing something. And then, um, yeah, so I'm not uh, opposed to doing like video consultations or whatever you want to call it but
0: yeah yeah that's a good shout because uh I guess with like leather in particular the angle you hold it at and the light and
1: oh you know, everything
0: it's so it's so nuanced right
1: yeah it's the it's it's I you know it's so hard for me like I I'm not uh I don't know if you can tell but I'm not a good photographer and um you know like I was I was kind of like anti-real because I I really do enjoy uh a beautiful photograph and I was like all these reels you know people are you know it's just not the same thing anymore but to be honest you can have some fun making a reel and so my my mind has changed about that but um with Cordovan in particular, it's, it's a bit, uh, for me, it's very difficult to, to photograph because it's very reflective of lighting. Um, and also letter Ogawa Cordovan. you know, depending on the, the way the light hits it, you know, it, it could look, you know, one shade of green or a completely different shade of green, which is also some of like the appeal in my opinion. Um, so, uh, so yeah, um, sometimes, you know, if I just have a video where I can just kind of show like a piece of cordovan and, and twist it and turn it and be like, this is what it's going to look like. You know? And then that's, uh, that's just, you know, an easier way to communicate, I think.
0: Yeah. I think as a, as a kind of like fan or customer or whatever, you yeah, know, future customer, um, I definitely appreciate how you do the detail shots of, of your products. You know, like I, I don't own um, something from you yet, but like at some point I'd like to get a wallet and and being able to see the details you've got of kind of like, here's how I do this stitching here. Here's how I do this buckle there. Here's how I've, you know, built this particular bag flap and things like that, that kind of like detail shots you do, I think really goes a long way to helping a customer understand kind of, you know, what, what's the product going to be like that I get eventually Um, and yeah, I think, you know, the reels or the other stuff is, it's great to kind of see your process, but I, I definitely think there's specific value in those kind of detail shots you do of, of works in progress and, or, or finished products.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, you know, with Instagram, you know, I mean, on one aspect, you're selling a product, but you're really selling a photograph. And so... Uh, I mean, you know, depending on if you're able to take a really nice picture, I mean, you can, you know, take something, you can hide some, you know, mistakes fairly easily with some good photography skills, whereas like, you know, just video, you know, it's kind of, there's nowhere for like little mistakes to hide, but, um. Yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, yeah, you know, I, I would love just for like, you know, promotional photography, I, I wish I knew somebody that I could just kind of pay to take all these product shots. It would be really difficult because like, you know, we talked about, I don't have set products. So it, it's essentially like I'd be calling them up every day and like, hey, man, you <laughs> know, Take a picture. Um yeah, I I try to push all the photography stuff onto Nordico, but uh it doesn't really work out
3: that oh, well. Me, me and Ilya will fly over. Uh I can be your co host on the Rails and Ilya can take the photos. There you go. Yeah.
1: It's all good. yeah. Yeah, if only that could be possible, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, man, like I think uh Yeah, I don't know, you know, it's just basically, you know, with with Wild Frontier Goods, you know, and then with like Instagram and promotions is like, do I like, you know, what I'm doing? Am I having fun? And, you know, basically, like, Nordico and myself, I mean, we, you know, we're just children. Really living his fantasy life, um, and so, you know, if I have, you know, a picture of a wallet, you know, with like some silly toy in the photo, you know, or you just kind of doing something like, you know, doing whatever. I mean, I, I don't know. I I talked to her the other day because we were watching some TikTok videos. And we're just laughing, you know, some of those videos are so funny and so clever. And I was like, we should do that. We should make a TikTok video. We should make a TikTok video. But um I just don't want, you know, to turn like Wild Frontier Goods into like kind of like, you know, cheap promotion where you're doing some type of like silly, you know, product placement TikTok video or something like that. But um yeah i don't
2: know
4: it's a, yeah, it's, guess, a uh, it's a
2: fine line it's a fine line isn't it and uh but yeah. i think what you guys are doing is coming across really well and i think um i don't think your photography is that bad i think you know all the product shots that you are doing is is nice you can see you know the quality of the leather you can see the quality of the stitching uh, and what everything looks like um so i wouldn't beat yourself too much about that side of things
0: yeah, I say plus one. You know, the, I think yeah. uh, the content's great, the products great. You know, uh, being able to actually like see your brand is like a, as a as an actual craft, not you know just like something that some mystery person has made that's like magically appearing, you know, in a Shopify store or something, right? It's like we can we can see both of you as as part of your brand and you know your lifestyle on YouTube and 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 the products that come out of it. So I think. Um, yeah, I mean, don't, don't, don't stress too much. I think you guys have a good thing going and keep building on it.
1: Yeah. Promotion, you know, it's, it's self-promotion, which is also something that's a little bit silly. I think for me, I, you know, it's kind of like, you know, well, you know, if I'm taking a picture, you know, of a wallet and I'm like, Hey, this is a nice wallet and it's for sale. I also, you know, I don't want to sit here and say like, you know, this is the best wallet. This is the best. <laughs> There's better out there. I mean, it's just, oh, okay, it's like.
4: But it is. <laughs>
1: saying, you know, it is what it is, and you know.
3: It, it's it's I I feel like it's always hard to big yourself up while still being genuine. Um,
1: right yeah
2: you, you, you want the product to, to do the talking basically yeah. not not yourself
1: yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. and i think you know that's something oh my goodness that's where you know retail sh- stores come uh in handy as like a co-signer for fans you know and and just word of mouth promotion and 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 that's yeah
2: but I think yep. one thing to remember is that not everybody is that geeky and nerdy about these things. And sometimes you need to tell them probably why, you know, why certain things are better than others. Um, so you might not necessarily have to say this is the best, but you can, you know, explain why this leather is good, or really good, you know, and why the techniques that you're using are really great, so on and so on, without necessarily saying this is the best wallet, so it's... Yeah, it's
1: exactly. That- yeah. Yeah. I yeah, I feel comfortable talking about
2: like the yeah, leather. Yeah, there really? you go. Yeah. I mean Yeah, just avoiding um avoid clickbaity titles that so many yeah. people <laughs> like, like to use anymore. And those I, uh weird thumbnails I, where you're pulling a funny face like someone's uh uh stuck their thumb up your bum
3: or something.
4: Hmm.
3: <laughs> Maybe they uh, Oh.
1: To, like the red light district taking pictures of like old <laughs> <laughs> like, don't leave home without it. But yeah, like, um, <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, you know, I I tend to. Uh, I mean, yeah. You know, the leather is good. What can I say? You know, like it's Randy almost goes. like. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, for me, like. Um I you know, as far as the construction goes like I try my best and uh I I've been you know inspired by people and I've had a lot of help by people uh in particular Moto Leather um that family has been very 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 kind and wonderful um and they've um helped me a lot particularly with like the bags um but uh yeah it's it's easy for me to make youtube videos about you know another brand that i really like but you know if somebody's like what well, are you going to make a wild frontier goods youtube video well there's nothing to make for me like you know it's just kind of like here's a piece of leather and you know i think you know, if I did a Wild Frontier Goods YouTube video, it would be like, you know, us walking to the grocery store and and buying our lunch <laughs> or something. <laughs> like coming back and like eating our lunch and. One just thing like,
0: that, uh. Go yeah. ahead, go
1: ahead. Uh, and just, you know, I think, you know, just kind of like
3: i think maybe it'd be quite good to see like a video of maybe if you have a customer who's like custom designing something going through the design process and saying hey these are like the leathers i had uh as options for him and he's gone with this one and then we talked about like the buckle and this is the one so like people maybe could see like the step-by-step process of you know if they were ordering something a little bit more custom from you
1: mm, yeah it's another fantastic idea yeah the problem the problem i have also is uh and Nordico, she'll know, you know, because sometimes she'll come home and and she's just like, you're just, you know, you just never want to talk to me. But it's just like I am in the zone, you know. And you know, I'm sure you guys like we've all like, you know, written out like papers at school or something like that. Yeah, I said written, but I'm doing a typing gesture. Um anyway, you know, you're writing a paper and and you know, it's hard to get started, but once you're in the zone, you're like, you're in the zone. And then you don't want to stop. And so for me like when I work, you know, I'll sit down at the chair and I'll I'll just stare at something. And then it's just like, alright I'm going to I'm going to pick up this. I'm I'm going to pick up this and I'm, I'm going to do this. And then all of a sudden I'm in it. You know, I'm in the zone. My brain is just completely saturated with what I'm doing. And I don't want to be pulled out of that saturation. And so that's another uh, difficult thing about like, you know, it's just like, I'm making this. All right, let me stop and let me take a picture. Click. All right, let me make it a, you know, let me take a picture. And so I, I, yeah, I just, I just get completely sucked into the zone and, you know, and the Nordica, she'll come home and she'll be like, "Oh, yeah, hello," and I'm just like, mm. you yeah. know, just kind of like giving a uh, maybe a barely audible, like, oh, "Hey,
0: what's up?" I guess that focus is probably part of why the why why your work is as good as it is, right? It's it's the fact that you've got that focus and that that you get in the flow and you know okay. make it make some really cool stuff as a result.
1: Yeah, uh, focus being just absurdly stubborn i think um and like if i'm gonna do something i'm doing it and that's all there is to it you know if i'm making this wallet like i'm making this wallet if i want it to be like this good it's gonna be this good or else you know like you know i'll be dead i don't know (laughs) like it's just basically it's it's all or nothing like And so I think, uh, you know, to be, you know, a great artist, I mean, you have to like 100% give yourself to whatever it is that you're doing. And, you know, I think, you know, if you want to be an actor, I don't know, there's just something very romantic about just... Going for it, you know, and just being like, I'm 100% an actor and I have zero income, but I'm I'm trying to do what I'm trying to do. And so for Wild Frontier Goods, you know, it's just kind of like that drive of stubborn stupidity, I guess, and just being like, I'm 100% doing this and, you know, I will, you know not pay rent for six months you know i'll live under a bridge and i'll I'll stitch leather you know (laughs) on the side of the road i don't care i'm doing it you know and so yeah just kind of a hundred percent just going all in you know um and just kind of focusing in on something that i like and and yeah i mean i you know i'm sure you can call it some type of clinical condition or whatever, but um, yeah, I get in the zone for sure. For
4: sure. Yeah,
0: and I think that 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 resonates whether it's you know whether it's like Lex sewing up a, a garment or whether it's some of us painting War, Warhammer miniatures or <laughs> you know whatever uh, kind of hobbies we've got, you know, getting into that that flow and getting into that zone is is what it's all about, and I guess probably what makes it a bit addictive you know
1: yeah yeah and you know i just i love also like going into the unknown where you know you can start something and you know and you say what are you gonna make i don't know what is what is that i don't know well it'll be whatever it's gonna be you know let's just see what happens and um you know that's kind of difficult to do with leather um but you know applying colors to leather or applying like colors to fabrics or something like that and you know and that's that's another you know good thing about like doing patchwork and, and sashko stitching on fabrics and you can just you know let's take some of this fabric and throw it on there let's take some of this fabric and throw it on there and then let's you know like color it like this and and so yeah yeah i guess controlled chaos you know is something that's kind of appealing i mean with the leather and stuff everything is planned out you know precisely each millimeter is accounted for and uh you know i don't stray away from from something like that but you know, I, I do like the you know, the idea of just doing some type of making some type of wallet with some type of color combination that's so unattractive that it's attractive, right? You know, it's just like it's so ugly, it's good.
2: Yeah, you that's, you and David need to speak afterwards <laughs> about <this>. Yeah,
4: <laughs> yeah, Neil Threads. I that's
1: kind of, but but yeah, like um yeah, I I find that you know it's hard to convince people to buy something really ugly. So I've tried. I've, I've I've definitely tried. Every every once in a while, somebody will ask me like, "What color threads do you have?" And I'm just like, "I've I've got I've got <laughs> you know take all it, like, the colors." Yeah. <laughs> I do. I have, well, I've got the rainbow thread. And uh, There's a thread It's called kaleidoscope where it's just got everything. Like every like five millimeters is like a new color. Nobody ever, ever wants it. Nobody ever wants it.
4: I yeah, said, I think
0: stop I stopped drooling. Yeah. I'm starting to make my first shirt. And I've got this uh, chambray I, I found in London where it's like the warps indigo dyed, but the weft is like bright, bright yellow. Oh yeah. Uh, almost kind of neon yellow, and it looks kind of te- teal, aqua-colored chambray yeah. at the end. And I was like, Did so I bought like neon yellow thread for the inside thread, and I'm like, I'm going in on this. I don't care how ugly it looks.
1: Dude, hey, we just found some neon green salvage denim. <laughs> you really shouldn't have told David that. <laughs> yeah, please, not he's, book- he's booking his flights. It was. <laughs> Neon green, but did you see that uh that shirt um that we dyed? It was pomegranate and indigo dyed, yep, so it was like yellow mm-hmm. and blue makes it green um that's a really cool idea for for making like a shirt too I think is you know using uh a mixture of colors to make a color Um, but yeah i yeah. I don't know. I like it all. There's really nothing. I mean, like that brand naked and famous I think is kind of like uh just you know personified you know strange, I guess. I don't want to say ugly because it's not ugly. I mean, some of this stuff is weird, but you know for what you know as as far as like, you know, like you know, extremely high quality, well, like, constructed denim, I mean, Naked and Famous isn't that type of brand, but I I celebrate their uh, willingness to do whatever it is that they want to do. And I I find that, you know, it's, it's, it's really fun. And, you know, it's a bit, it's, you know, it's not for me, some of it, but like, I, I really like the guys who run that brand. Um, they're, they're ballsy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, they did the Street Fighter jeans, and I think that's great. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the, you know, the denim is not good, and you know, the stitching is not fantastic. But the idea is really yeah. fun, and that's just that type of stuff is, is you know what i like to uh celebrate and they did like friday the 13th jeans or something like that and it's just it's just it's wild and crazy i mean i'm not buying this stuff but i really really like it um
0: yeah we all had a laugh about the matrix jeans they did i don't know if you saw those for the the new matrix movie
1: i i don't know matrix jeans maybe i saw i don't know
0: they're pretty ridiculous. They did one where they, like, painted polyurethane, like, black polyurethane over the top of the jeans so it looked like it was, like, fake leather. I but then it would that. crackle off and peel off and, like, there's, like, black denim under it. And it's just sort of...
1: Um, yeah. I, I really... I think... That, uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I That's mean, my
3: response to them most of the time.
4: <laughs>
1: I mean, like that type of stuff is like, I want to see it. You know, I just want to look at it
2: first. You wear it.
1: No, nah, I don't <laughs> want to. And, but, you know, like, not to say that, you know, it's too funky because, I mean, you know, we're in Tokyo, we can wear whatever we want to wear. And so like, it's just that, yeah, I mean, making a famous goodness. Uh, you know,
3: I feel like it's always good to have someone in the industry pushing the boundaries of what you can do with,
1: mm-hmm.
3: you know, workwear mm-hmm. and heritage and that, you know, it's yeah. good to have someone innovating and, you know, that then pushes other brands to, you know, maybe take a step out of the comfort box a bit.
1: Well, you know, I always say that, you know, people, if anyone, wants to you know be a little too like snobby yeah i'm a denim snob for sure you know like i only wear like the best of the best of the best but i would never you know look down on a brand like naked and famous it's it's crazy and it's definitely not for anybody or you know like naked if it wasn't for naked and famous and if it wasn't for like nudie jeans then a lot of people like making money now in this industry wouldn't be making money because they have opened up the door for APC as well let's say brands and you know quite often you know somebody's first exposure to japanese denim is going to be naked and famous or something mm. you know like apc jeans naked and famous jeans i mean you know naked and famous came out a long time ago and whenever naked and famous came out there really wasn't a lot of salvage jeans for sale you know available it was just kind of like what's coming out of japan and then maybe a few other like uh random brands sprinkled throughout and then you know naked and famous started coming out and you know they're making jeans for like 120 dollars which is like an affordable salvage, you know. And uh and then so people start buying these types of jeans. And then, you know, it's just kind of like, well, what else is out there? Oh, you know, samurai jeans, oh, what's that all about, you know? And so, you know, you start exploring other brands and, you know, I think it creates an industry, you know, for you know, people because you know, in Japan, everyone is kind of kind of aware of like quality denim. But if you live in, uh, I don't know, Milwaukee or something. Well, Milwaukee's got a store, I think. But if you if you live in some like small town USA, like you know, salvaged denim is a thing of the past. And so, you know, if it wasn't for Naked and Famous, you know, kind of exposing more people to this uh this type of clothing i think uh the industry wouldn't be what it is right now you know it wouldn't be as big as it is and there wouldn't be as many different uh denim brands i don't think
0: yeah it's interesting there's definitely like a trend right now of like weft experimentation whether it's like you know tanuki using black beans or even like you know pbj doing some different wefts and it definitely it seems like a bit of a trend around natural weft dyes in particular i know um Merv's pushing a lot of that with his Okeyama denim collabs. Um, But, yeah, definitely you have have to kind of look back and say, like, well, who kind of kicked all that stuff off? And it definitely seems like Naked and Famous kind of started that whole openness to to experimentation in raw denim.
1: Yeah, yeah, the colored wefts. um, I mean, Strike Gold has had their little uh, – little uh sub of colored weft denims for long, long time, but um
0: yeah, what's I mean, that yeah. called for the for for those that don't know is it just samurai is it is does it have like a special name or is it just just samurai it's oh, like a subset
1: tenrio, tenrio denim, so there's like the striped gold and then Tenrio denim and then that it's branded tenrio jeans and it's got like. Red, yellow, green, blue weft denim, and stuff like that. It's not very uh commonly available maybe even outside of Japan anymore um, but uh, yeah, I mean, you know jeans like you can you know for me, and my personal taste is like you 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 push it so far, and like you know if i if I look at like pictures from like you know five years ago and i'll see the jeans i'm wearing it's just like "Eh." (laughs)
4: but like i it's just
1: you know you push it to the point of like absurd right and like how and naked and famous does that you know, where it's like, oh, you have 21 ounce jeans. We're doing fucking 32 ounce jeans. You know, 40 ounce jeans. And you know, how about that? And it's just like, okay, like that's crazy. Like it's awesome. I love it. But you know, it's 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 just not for me to want to wear comfortably on a daily basis. And um, you know, I remember when I was first kind of getting into this type of thing. You know, people had like a few jeans that they would wear and that was it and now it seems like people are buying like 50 pairs of jeans and every day they're wearing a brand new pair of jeans and it's just kind of like well that's cool and all but like you know you, you're you kind of missing the point for for me I want to have like okay I wore this jean every day and that's it I didn't have anything else you know, and if my jean is being washed, then I don't wear jeans that day. I'm just going to walk around in my underwear. But, like, yeah, I, I feel that, uh, oh, I can't remember what I was talking about now. Oh, colored weft. Yeah, like, colored weft stuff, I mean, like, you, you can only, you know, it's just like, wait for it, guys, purple weft. And it's just like, holy shit, what, what, can, go, what can you do? And it's like, next season, you're like, oh, God you know we're doing brown brown left that's it you know and then it's just like okay brown and then it's just like well you know there's only so many colors you know and it's just like okay well you know before it just
2: it can become quite gimmicky and seasonal with it it's like okay it's like how can we make that same person buy another pair of jeans which is a little bit different yeah Um, exactly yeah, and I think one one of the points that you I think were, were were talking about is that you know you push yourself you push yourself to to the absurdity, um, and in the end sometimes you just want to go back to that classic you know 50s cut with you know subtle detailing, and and just have you know a nice pair of jeans.
1: To wear. Yeah, I mean I mean I was one of those guys in the beginning. I've had a pair of Naked and Famous Rainbow selfage. Mm. so they were like all different colours of width i still i've still got
3: them actually i think back in uh, in the netherlands but probably won't fit anymore
1: <laughs> but um but yeah i thought i was cool in the beginning and it was really cool but yeah now i'm like i, I would never buy that again yeah you know i think from it's just an evolution of time you know absolutely growing you know whenever you first start buying jeans and like you're 25 and now I'm 40 and you're just like you know it's a different I'm in a different frame of mind even where you just reach like a denim enlightenment where it's just like Levi's 501 is the best and will always be the best you know type of kind of thing where it's just kind of like you know you know the greatest album you know the Beach Boys Pet Sounds and that's the pinnacle of music, and and you can change it, and you can do whatever, but then it's just you're always going to go back to like the Pet Sounds by the Beach Boys or something. And so, uh, yeah, you can you can color the weft, and you can uh, you know mess around with the shuttle loom to make the jeans slubby and nappy, but you know at the end of the day. I think uh most people will go back to kind of like the original over time. Um and so yeah, I mean I guess you know it's 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 all a a conversation about what you know is um preferable to some people and you know I think uh it's all good I guess you know I don't want to say you know just because I don't like something that is bad um so yeah I think uh you know for me if I'm gonna buy a pair of jeans it's gonna be from a couple of people that are actually making you know, the jeans themselves, they care about every aspect of, you know, their craft, whereas most people, you know, like we talked about, you know, they don't care, and so if they see, like, uh, a nice, beautiful, uh, you know, indigo jean with, like, a really cool, like, light-colored blue weft, it's just like, oh, that's great, you know, that's great, you know, so, um yeah I guess uh to use their own
2: and uh yeah it depends Whatever. where you put you you put the importance in of that aspect whether you you know you want to know the people that are making your clothes or your you know you want to have something which really attracts you like the denim like you were saying so yeah and I think as time goes on you know your your choices do change with that
1: yeah and you know i think like you know for me i mean you know when i i step out of my house you know it's not like anybody's gonna know like oh my god that's a or <laughs> you can tell it's only made by one guy you know and, you know it's it's all for you right you know it's it's a, it's a personal decision on what you want to wear and it's a personal decision on what you want to buy and and it's just kind of like an outward expression of like your inward self and and um yeah, just for me personally, like you know, just wear what makes you feel good, and it makes me feel good to have in my opinion, what is like the best right, and so those little details on what makes you know you know the difference between a three hundred dollar pair of jeans and hundred dollar pair of jeans and i i just for me personally i like to look at those details um you know if i'm sitting on the train and i'm just like fiddling around with my belt loop or something like that you know um so yeah um yeah it's, it's really hard to say what's you know because you know like who is the best artist you know, who's the best painter, and you can say who's good, but, you know, why are they good, and, you know, it's just, I don't know, it's just, there's, there's too much, too much great stuff, and too much uh, interesting stuff, and I I just find, you know, try to find, like, the beauty in all of it, and and try not to be too snobby about, kind of, talking to people you know about what's good and what's not good
0: yeah and i guess it's uh it's an interesting one too because you can like really go far down the rabbit hole and you know uh like i saw a business insider video the other day on on raw denim and like it's like why are japanese jeans so expensive and i hadn't known this but like uh, at momotaro you can get like hand loomed denim for like a uh you know to measure pair of jeans for like a thousand dollars or something and it's like um yeah it seems like there's really infinite infinite possibility just to kind of keep going further and further down the rabbit hole so I guess finding the brands you like find the quality you like find the the maker you like and and stick with them
1: yeah really I mean yeah Momotaro those hands I don't even know if those are real (laughs) 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 I so make one for the uh, video and that's it yeah probably. it's like whenever you ask about it it's like nah sorry <laughs> probably i think uh yeah i mean <clears throat> you know like uh that indigo dyeing brand, uh boo iso where they they make jeans and their jeans are like a thousand dollars and it's just like what a thousand dollars like what's going on here and yeah you know it's uh it's just you know different you know details and uh, you know I don't know I mean yeah that I think that that Business Insider thing that's an old really old uh, article from from Momotar focusing on Japan Japan Blue
0: yeah but, this one was a YouTube video it just popped up in my feed the other day I don't know I don't know if it was a recent video or not but it's basically like I guess maybe they took the article and, and did a video form of it or or it could just be a really old one that was recommended to me
1: hmm. yeah i think i've seen it yeah they yeah they did some stuff i mean uh god i did uh i remember i did i can't remember the, what was that magazine called that the magazine that i did that interview with or whatever oh. and i don't know i did some some it was like a korean publication and they also publish in english and i remember we did like an interview years ago and whenever it was finally printed like i remember reading it and i was like i didn't say any of this dude they like <laughs> I completely made it something else and uh, yeah i was bummed about that but uh yeah um Speaking of Naked and Famous, you know, I, I won the first Naked and Famous denim aging contest. They were, that. that's another thing. Naked and Famous was the first, like, to do that type of thing, too. Because mm. they did that contest, like, that must have been over 10 years ago. Like, 10 or 11, 12 years ago or something like that. But, yeah. Um, yeah. So, those are... I don't have those jeans anymore, anyway. but um, yeah, making it famous. I was like one of the first to bring around like the denim aging contest that's like so common nowadays.
0: Yeah, I'm doing the current indigo invitational, and uh I've never done a fading contest before, and I'm trying to decide if it like is is cool or if it's ridiculous because it's like I don't just want to wear one pair of jeans for a year straight but I'm also interested to see like how the fading goes with it. So I don't I know.
2: I think it's, it's quite nice to give yourself some focus in terms of that. Um, like I did it with the TCB jeans, the forties. And I wasn't really there for the trying to win the competition. I was just into it because I liked the story behind the the denim that, you know, they made specifically for that pair of jeans. Um, the cart which was good um so it was just nice to to do it from that point of view but not to see how quickly you can trash your pair of jeans you know in the least amount of time Mm.
4: yeah
1: yeah i i think also there's something that i mean it's just like it adds a little bit of spice to your daily life you know where you can wake up and and feel a little bit of excitement like (laughs) if if anything you know goes wrong today then whatever at least you know like I'm wearing like a I'm doing something. I'm feeling a little bit productive about wearing like a contest jean, you know. And of course, you know, try to explain that to somebody who's like, you know, I'm I'm have fading contests and, and just like, what? But yeah, I think um yeah, it's something it can add a little bit of you know, a little bit of joy to just like kind of like your daily life or whatever. Um
0: yeah, my uh, my partner's um, doing a a master's in creative writing right now, and she wrote a poem recently about like a fading contest. Um, and I, I'm trying to see, <laughs> I'm still trying to convince her to let me share it, but it's is a poem she wrote called Faders, and it's uh it's pretty cool to see because she's not a denim head at all, um, but it's fun to see kind of her sort of interpretation of what we're we're interested in. <laughs> So well, know, that's going to, to be a
3: something. new slur for us. You damn <laughs> <faders>. <laughs> yeah, damn faders.
0: Yeah,
1: faders. The fades of yesteryear fade away like the leaves on the trees or something. I don't know. <laughs> Get into that. Yeah. Oh, man. But yeah, you know, I, there's just so many, so many fun things to do in this. Uh, in this uh, you know with a lifestyle you can do there's also like the leather patina aging contests and stuff like that and yeah
2: that's the, that's the next thing isn't it people are going uh, a bit crazy for
0: oh do you mean the, the stitch down patina thunderdome
2: yeah yeah i see mm-hmm. they're, they're starting they're, i think they're going to be doing other goods now apart from boots i think i saw Yeah, uh, adding should... some other
1: they should definitely do wallets, I think.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Official Everyone. sponsor, Wild yeah. Frontier Goods.
1: Everybody, yeah, 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 yeah. I think uh, all that kind of stuff, it's fun. It's, it's interesting and yeah. Um, yeah, you know, my moods change quite often. And so, you know, you know, one day I'll be like, yeah, fuck that stuff, you know, like, contest, you know, but then, you know, you think about it, and you're like, oh, it's fun, I want to do it, like, I wish I, you know, I never, I never know about this type of stuff, I'm always, like, kind of out of the loop, it seems, and and all of a sudden, people are like, all right, the contest has started, we're rolling, it's like, oh, damn, I should have, you know, had something created for that contest, and joined up, and yeah I don't know um, yeah
2: would you ever wanna make something wearable from leather like shirt jacket
1: yeah for sure for
2: sure mm
1: strap
4: <laughs>
1: yeah uh definitely 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 I would love to uh do like hand stitched leather shirts. Um, hand-stitched leather jackets or something like that um that would be really cool there there's a guy who, in japan who uh does hand-stitched jeans well wow. and he was doing a hand-stitched leather jacket or something like that hmm. uh, yeah so i mean you know any anything that you can you know stitch with a machine can also be stitched by hand essentially it's just it's going to take a lot more time but uh yeah you could do it so i think it would be it would be kind of fun to just kind of work out a pattern and then you know fuck it up about a hundred times and then uh eventually you know you got yourself uh a wearable leathered shirt or something i think that would be great um yeah for sure um moto leather makes a, a leather shirt huh. um that's uh very enjoyable to wear
0: and are uh, they on instagram as well
1: moto leather of course yeah moto yep. they've got like 20 different accounts <laughs> i <yeah.
0: laughs> it's just like m-o-t-o leather yep yep cool
1: Leather things moto i don't know moto leather i don't know there's a lot Uh, but um they also uh they i think Ilya, you saw that jacket that they made Mm -hmm. that has like that skull kind of uh
2: embossed under the bag or whatever yeah they make some crazy crazy stuff
1: yeah, just, like, one-off art pieces, and that, that thing was hand-stitched together, that's not,
2: okay, yeah, so, um,
1: yes, uh, so I would love to, you know, have some kind of, like, duster made from, like, you know, a big horse hide or something like that, just cut it out, stitch it up, it's possible, for sure, um, it's just, you know, God, it's so much easier just to have somebody do it for me on a machine, <laughs> you know, make it so much better. And I, I would like that, too.
0: Um, I guess that's kind of the creative part, right? If it's, if it's not creative, if it's not like a creative inspiration that you want to go and make, then, you know, why spend the time to do it when you can have someone make it for you and then you can keep your creative energy focused on what you're what you're wanting to make yourself
1: yeah i think you know it's just kind of what's uh what's practical and you know i would love to do it you know and i think um you know you just gotta start doing it i'll do it one day i think um but uh yeah i mean i i i You know, I look at, like, old Western movies and, like, you know, Red Dead Redemption games and, you know, and we just, like, look at, like, movies with, like, settings from, like, 1800s or something. And, you know, you look at the clothing and it's just like, why? That guy's shirt is yellow. Like, how did he have, like, a yellow shirt? You know, how is his shirt red? You know, like how did he get that shirt black? You know, like uh, Stephen King's uh, Gunslinger book series, like the man in black, you know, dressed in black. And he's like, "Well, where would he get those black clothes? You know, like is he <laughs> is he dyeing those things himself, or you know, because you like you use like black wool, I guess. But black is uh, one of the most difficult things to naturally dye. Um, Different difficult colors to achieve." And so I, you know, I think about that type of thing, and then you know, you start to think about, well, how how did they how did they make it, you know, and you know all these like kind of like you know bear jackets or something like that, you know, like that jacket that uh, Kurt Russell is wearing in um uh what's that movie Tarantino movie where hey, Hayflet <laughs> your mm. Kurt Russell jacket that fur jacket thing that he wears and that that thing's awesome yeah you could you could stitch that together and kind
0: of wear that around like i don't know but don't yeah, let a uh, so- hollywood trick you too much though because i know like uh in game of thrones the um uh what do you call it like the the black watch black watch what are they called the guys on the you know, like john snow and all those guys The Night uh watch. The Night yes watch. uh they're big furry black uh jackets were actually made out of ikea rugs no. <laughs> <laughs> Fun
1: yeah well, they should have called me up i have made some ikea rugs but yeah like um but uh yeah so I'm, I'm fascinated by stuff like that and you know you just kind of wonder like how how did they make that you know how did they make that jacket and how, how did they dye that it's so interesting and and so, uh, you know, how can I do it? Basically, like using what I have available and yeah, I don't know. It's all you know, inspirational. It's interesting.
0: I guess on that note, maybe a, a good, a good place to kind of, to wrap things up a bit. Um, I'm aware it's probably pretty late over in Tokyo, um, I think, yeah, it's been super cool, Mike and, and Noriko, to, to meet you both and, and, and talk to you in video and you know, learn more about the brand, learn about the creative process, learn about you know, how, how you choose what you make and, and kind of what, what you're making and what we might see in the future. So uh, I'm interested to kind of see where, where you take things next and I'm um, hoping yeah. some of our, our listeners uh, choose to, uh, to pick something up from you.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, you know, <laughs> national <laughs> What you know, tomorrow, who knows? So six months from now, who knows? I'm yeah, I'm I'm definitely wanting to do some uh Cordovan belts. Ilya Ilya and I we talked about that. Um and Ilya and I will probably be the only ones that wear them. But that, <laughs> that'll be our, you know. And then Nordico and I we watched uh we were watching Sons of Anarchy. <clears throat> and decided that we're going to start our own biker gang
0: <laughs> oh i'll join cool <laughs> interestingly that was the inspiration for the sons of selvage kind of aesthetic and and its, oh, yeah. uh, name but, yeah. and stuff yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah we we were just watching and was like we should start a biker gang i'm like yeah <laughs> 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 we'll have to think of a name and, and, and but yeah you know just kind of have like different like you know like
2: you already got a perfect name. You already got a perfect name for it. Wild Frontier Club.
0: Yeah. Wild Frontier Gang.
1: Yeah, I don't
0: know. Uh, you, we're
2: going to
1: start a uh, a heavy metal band too. <laughs> <laughs> if
0: you do sure. uh, hardcore music, Andy will, will, will probably sing for you.
4: <laughs>
0: I play I bass.
1: <laughs> so maybe we'll, we'll start using some more of that music that we create and, and some reels or something like that. But um but yeah, no yeah. Um just trying to uh you know constantly be in a state of curiosity and um you know improving myself uh in whatever ways I can. And just keep finding
0: wild keep frontier, go, uh, creativity. Yeah. That's it.
1: Yeah, well, yeah. We were gonna. We have uh, these stray cats and, and stray raccoons that are coming up to our house recently, and we're we're finding inspiration and in, in writing songs about them. So. Wild raccoons, <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> t- totally unrelated, but I've got I've got four rescue <laughs> cats that we took in like six or seven years ago and domesticated. Yeah. Um, and they're they're super weird and and kind of half half domestic half wild whatever but yeah i've cool. got an instagram account that's dedicated to to their life uh <laughs> called four rescue cats <laughs> so um yeah maybe they can be band members of your
2: your it's uh, not a band.
0: Yeah. yeah being your music
2: video
1: yeah
0: that'd be awesome Cat. cool i guess maybe um good place to wrap up the the, in, the interview there so thank you again mike and thank you again noriko um
1: oh man well, cool well yeah guys thank you so much um really appreciate it again and you know um thank you for uh spreading the word and uh
0: well good man
4: thank yeah. you yeah, it's been thank great
0: you. to have you on thank you